Welcome back to the Strength Club podcast. We have a special podcast on today. We're going to be talking mindset. So we have usual co-host Danika. Hello. And today we have special host TK, hey. Baron Kanda. How are you going? I'm going good, man. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much this for having me. This is your first podcast. The very first. Are you excited? So excited. I'm excited for you. I'm Thank excited you. too. Thanks, yeah, Steve. That's good. Okay. Anyway, back to TK. Um, so we have TK in today. Um, for those who don't know, Danika actually has her Bachelor of Arts Psychology and Counseling. Yep. And we've got TK in today who's doing his PhD and Master's in Clean Psych. So, TK, do you want to talk us a little bit about what's going on with your degree, what got you into psych, and yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, that's a pretty broad introduction. Um, there's a lot of things that drew me to psychology, but I think on my mom's side, there's a lot of psychs in the family, I guess, school psychs, um, traditional psychologists, lecturers, and whatnot. So, it felt natural for me to go into that direction. Also, did a bit of sports physiology as well. So, tried marrying the two up, and I might do that later down the track but at the moment i'm doing yeah like you said my phd and masters in clinical psychology um so my research the phd side is practically well in a nutshell the neural adaptations of mindfulness training in school children very cool is there much research at the moment into mindfulness training in that area um Yes um, and no. No in the sense that there's not a lot of neurological underpinnings being looked into with school children. There's a lot of that in adult populations, but not school children. Cool, 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 cool. And what about uh, athletically? What's your kind of background? What draws you towards, like you are saying, wanting to maybe do sports psychology on that level? Mm -hmm. What's your background? I've got a lot of sports background in that I dabbled in a lot of different team sports. I did rugby in South Africa, soccer or football here in Australia. And in the last maybe five-ish years, powerlifting. That's been my, my, the one. Yes. The one. The best one. The best one. The only sport that matters. Absolutely. Not according to Olympics, but <laughs> we'll leave it alone. Soon. Soon, soon. <laughs> in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, oh, 100%. I, <laughs> I hope so. Yes. Agree. I hope so. Hope to make uh, it big one day. <laughs> yeah, make it big one day. Um, so what are you focusing on now with your own training? Um, well, at the moment, in preparation for states coming up in May, I'm looking to qualify for nationals then and give the other 66ers a bit of a run for their money Ooh, um, over hey. east. Bit shout of a call out. out. Yeah, shout out to Yuki, who Ooh. will be... I don't haven't met you yet, but I'm gonna destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe in a couple of years. Maybe maybe we're gonna change the podcast for <laughs> TK calling out people and not TK talking about mindset today. <laughs> um, you know, caring, caring kids. Happy uh, days. Happy days. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I met TK. When was it? I, I would have been uh, what mm. six months plus ago, but yeah. started coaching you about three, four months ago now. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah, coaching TK towards his uh, first APUWA states where he'll have a few competitors to go up against and then we're going to line up nationals. So, yeah. Dee, what are we starting off with towards mindset? So, first we'll just discuss um, success and failure. So, obviously, all athletes and with most things that we do in life, we all want to succeed. <laughs> Um, and the goal is obviously to win, but we're going to talk about differentiating the two and how also um, to deal with failure if we come across it or dealing with setbacks. Cool. So is failure always bad? No. 
Well, no. I not in my eyes, it's not. TK, I couldn't agree more with D. I think with the right mindset, failure could be a success. Yes. Yeah, I, I think everyone's probably come across a, a failure at some stage. You know, you expected X outcome and you maybe had fallen short or hadn't mm-hmm. quite got there. So I definitely think it's a good one to talk about. Um, obviously, with our background owning Strength Club, we get a lot of people come in with expectations and high hopes and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which is absolutely awesome and that's what we love. But I think failure is almost a part of the process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So is there any, like, personal experiences you've had, D towards failure? Yes, a lot. But before we do that, we have to discuss success. What does success mm. mean to you? <laughs> then we come back to that. Oh, well, what does success mean to you? Success for me is, so I did an Instagram poll. I was curious when I was writing, like, the notes for this. And I questioned, how do you measure success? And I put, it's a very broad question, but I put two options, winning or self-improvement. And from the, I don't know, 60 to 70 people that responded, six people replied with winning and about 50 plus voted for self-improvement. So for me, I'd measure it success on self-improvement. So for example, I don't know, hitting a PB at comp. So you might not win a powerlifting competition, but you hit PBs and all your lifts. So for mm. me, that's a success because I went in and I achieved something better mm-hmm. than what I previously did. Obviously, it's a bonus to win and you feel great if you, you place or you win in any competition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, success for me is, you know, within myself and yeah. those improvements. Yeah, I'm big on self-improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm not genetically gifted enough to win everything. We'll, we'll, talk, about yeah, yeah. we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. This is actually that's really interesting because I also feel like it depends on which what population you're talking about because I think at a certain level that kind of objective success does yeah. play more of a role yeah yeah 100%. 100% yeah yeah but and you can always be both like you don't mm. well like in terms of your thought process it doesn't have to be one or the other like I said you always enter mm-hmm. wanting to win mm-hmm. um, but I guess it's not the be on end all which is something we're going to discuss leading into failure what's well, not always bad so continue on from that Everyone is different. There is no right or wrong, clearly, to failing. That's it. Um, so how do we perceive success and failure will depend on the goal orientation and motivation of that person. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so some individuals obviously um, have, like, you know, lean towards one than the other, and some are both styles. So goal orientation, um, you can either be ego-orientated or task orientated so ego orientation is more extrinsic so external motivators and task orientated is intrinsic so internal motivators yeah so extrinsic motivator would be like i want to do this competition i want to win it Mm -hmm. because i want to be the best what was that extrinsic yeah Mm -hmm. yeah external because there's like an external reward Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what would be an internal reward for someone then feeling pride because they did win Mm. No, nah, the, well, the PB. Well, mm. you could, yes, yes, because it's like you're internally motivated to achieve that goal. Yeah. But there's also, you know, you're learning a new, sk- so mm-hmm. we'll go through the little points we've got here. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to read it? Yeah. All right. Um, so we have ego orientated or in- extrinsic. That's a measure of their performance against other athletes. You want to beat their opponent with the least amount of effort. Um, so winning is the be-all and end-all. 
and external rewards are put on a pedestal. Yeah. Yeah. So the winning of the trophy or the title mm-hmm. yeah. that takes precedence yeah. overall. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess with people that are ego orientated in their goals, mm-hmm. when they face failure, it's obviously it hits a lot harder. Yeah. They're feeling really shitty about themselves. You know, you might fail at a PB and then shit. Well, sorry, you fail at a lift and you're like, fuck, like, I just fucked that up. Like, mm. I can't do any better now. A lot you of swearing I mean? on the podcast. Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> we'll back in the game. You'll be right. <laughs> back in the studio. Fuck yeah. Fuck. But yeah, so it's like, it's really, this is bad. This is holy shit. But really, it's it's not that bad. Mm. I think it, I think you're right. It's bad when it becomes such a fixed thing yeah where you can't turn it into a positive if you're coming third and you think that's you can't get you can't become first because you got third yeah there's that's concrete you can't yeah. be like okay i came first but i was really really close to coming first yeah um yeah and i think i mean this is a little off the notes mm. but in terms of sport like i think coming from the background of doing like human performance at uni yeah when you're working with athletes like yeah, they really uh, pr- probably put me off wanting to work mm. in S&C as such because it is about winning. Mm. Self-improvement, you're working with like the upper 1% of people. Mm. So you're like winning is their livelihood. It's how they get paid away. Mm-hmm. It's how they do everything. But I feel like you said, like their third place, like they don't have an option for third place. Mm. Yeah, like absolutely. Like th- third place is just, n- it isn't good enough. But well, yeah, to them, to, th- to that, yeah, to that yeah, style. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then also like... I don't know if issue is the right word, but the challenge you could face with constant success mm-hmm. is also like a false sense of self. So mm-hmm. you you get into that fixed mindset of like, well, I don't have to work any harder or do any different because I win all the time. Mm-hmm. So then when you do face that failure, sorry, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, or you, yeah, like you just, where do you push yourself from there? Because you've got Absolutely. nothing to ever overcome. You just keep winning mm-hmm. because somehow Absolutely. you keep winning. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with that, I think. Yeah when you aren't given that success on a silver platter, mm. you're usually having to work hard to get that. Mm. And in doing so, you're naturally going to face failure yeah. in the day-in, day-out process of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we had, like, an example of, like, a goal-orientated, like, ego-driven, like, mm. person, who, like, let's say, like, Usain Bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he always wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was the best of the best. For Usain... Is it necessarily, like you said, like a negative thing to be that driven just to win? No. no. There's no, and like I said at the start, there's no right or wrong. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. that's bad. It's just the difference between the two motivation. Mm-hmm. And then when you do face failure and you might be one or the other, how do you cope with that? So it's it's up to Usain Bolt, legend, <laughs> having the coping mechanisms to mechanisms if he did ever encounter failure so yeah. if he did get second or third yeah can he come back from mm-hmm. that and possibly be first again yeah Absolutely. that's it yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think what you're talking about there is what this podcast today is about mindset yeah yeah, yeah so how can we can we train that mindset you can train that mindset wow. i just winked <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward but i winked <laughs> it's awkward because tk's um, Ooh, okay. hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so opposite to ego orientated we have task orientated which we briefly touched on so this is um, success for a task-orientated athlete might look like learning a new skill or mastering like, the sport that they're doing, um, personal improvement, hitting a PB, um, maybe not winning a powerlifting competition, but you get nine for nine for all lifts, like all white lights. Yeah, so yeah. improving your actual performance on the day. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a good one. I think that's the very, probably, like you said, it's the one that you probably see more people last in the sport when that's kind of the outcome. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But obviously, like like we said, no right or wrong, but I think just being in it for a, a good couple of years now, because mm. um, it's a long haul, especially in powerlifting. Mm. I mean, TK, you've been doing, what, five years now? Yeah. What was your PBs when you started? Oh, I struggled. If I got 200, I was happy. 200 deadlift? Yeah. Yeah. Deadlift. And that, that's what I mean. Like, if you'd stopped because you just couldn't get past 200 deadlift, yeah. well, mm. you probably wouldn't be going to States and Nats this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was actually going to ask you, Andy, mm. Jacob and D, what maybe if you could talk about your guys' motivations in the context of what we just talked about, intrinsic, extrinsic. Mine are definitely um, task-orientated, so internal. They never used to be. They were very ego-orientated. Um, so back in the days when I first so I first competed in bikini, it's a long time ago now, but it was very ego-orientated. It was... I had to place or I was shit. <laughs> it's unfortunate because that's like the mindset of a lot of, mm. us, I guess, assuming yeah. bikini girls and yeah. physique competitors coming into mm-hmm. it as well. Yeah. And I didn't place in that comp and I took it pretty hard because like like we've discussed, like it was the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't place, then I was not really good at this sport. Didn't compete. A few other things happened in life. Da, 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 we've touched on that. But now coming back into um, bodybuilding again, I've got a way different mindset. And I know that why it's need to be better than I was last time. And surprisingly, in comp that I recently did, I placed third. Mm. So for me, that was like, that was a growth. Short, do you know what I mean? Yeah, short prep as short well. Prep. That yeah. was a success. So I was like, shit, if I actually work hard, I can take a step further. Yeah. But if you give in, you never really know what you can achieve. Mm. And that's the thing with bodybuilding. Bodybuilding isn't like a, I mean, yeah, you get those people that just come in, like they sweep it, they get it first yeah. year, they get their pro card, all that kind of stuff. But bodybuilding is like a 10-year sport. Yeah. It's much like powerlifting. Like yeah. It is not a sweeper time and you're not in the 1%. You yeah. might like to think you are, mm. you might be, mm. but it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's all about like, like you said, if especially in that kind of sport context, being number two where you're task orientated and, and have intrinsic motivation, it'll definitely lead you to longer term results. Mm. Yeah. For sure. So I guess what you're talking about there is perhaps that intrinsic motivation helps with that longevity of yeah. you within that sport. Whereas if you have more of a extrinsic driven motivation, you potentially shortchange your yeah, performance you in that sport. You might not win your first three shows. Yeah. And does that mean you stop Correct. going to shows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you were going to win your fourth one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just kept improving. You know? So That's it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For myself, I, d- I don't know. I'm in a weird... I don't know, this is a crossroads for mm. me. Uh, when I started... Ego. Um, yeah, ego. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's actually, yeah, <laughs> definitely heading that way. Yeah. It's no, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And I, I, I'll explain why. So when I first got into uh, bodybuilding, uh, same, uh, I think it was a little bit of ego, but I was just willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And I knew where my flaws were. I was pretty, I owned them pretty hard. Mm. I still got small arms, but my arms are getting bigger, so let's go. But... I knew that I wasn't going to be the biggest guy on stage mm-hmm. and I knew that I worked hard and I'd done all the best things I could. And I fell in love with the process. Mm. Um, my lifestyle then, it all suited where I was going. And mm-hmm. when I got into powerlifting, I had very clear intentions of just becoming a better powerlifter mm. and some meets I'd win, some meets I wouldn't win, but it wouldn't really knock me down mm. as much. Uh, in bodybuilding, it might've a little bit more. Mm. Uh, maybe that was that ego thing, but in powerlifting, it's never really... Mm rocked me to not be number one at all. Like I just was like, hey, I hit a PB today, wicked. Or I opened on a PB or 
my bench got better or I mm-hmm. went nine for nine. I still haven't gone nine for nine in like five years, but <laughs> hopefully this one coming up, baby. Fingers crossed. Go. Now this year, it, it's a bit different. Like I had a bit of time away setting up the gym for a couple mm-hmm. of months and life and all that. So mm. coming back into training in a weird way, I feel like I've got this bit of weight on my shoulders having so many new lifters mm-hmm. where I have to go into a meet now and no, I don't have to win. That's kind of separate, but I have to show that I could probably do nine for nine, get white lights, listen mm-hmm. to the technical rules. You know, I can't be mm. rocking up that many years later and still be fumbling. Yeah. Um, and in saying that, there's a few competitors who are around the same level as me. And so this is the first year where I've actually got some competition in WA. Mm. The boys are hungry. <laughs> they're coming. And we're all like within 10 kilos PB of each other, like total. So it's actually exciting. I actually got like this ego behind me now where I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm the better bencher. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Let's get this done. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of my experience at the moment. So I, I couldn't even... I couldn't tell you, but I yep. feel like I'm in between. Is yep. it possible to be in between? I think it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting. You talked about a few different, I guess, outside the gym pressures that led you to that motivation. You talked yeah. about with bodybuilding, you had some life factors that contributed to that mindset. Yeah. But now you've got a lot of clients that perhaps look up to you. And so you kind of want to put on a performance that they could be like, okay, here's the real deal. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's, that's it. Like I want to show like, I, it's almost like I want to give a performance that motivates them even further mm. and going, you know, six for nine just isn't that number. Yeah. It's going nine for yep. nine. It's, it's laying down totals. So yeah, that's my experience at the moment. What about you T? Where are you hitting at the moment? Well, I think I'm to be honest, somewhere in between as well. I think there's definitely fixed numbers that Bro, you just, like you just called Yuki out like five minutes. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> definitely in between. But I think yeah. the thing with being in between that, those two intrinsic and intrinsic motivations is that you have that flexibility. You can, yeah. in a way, make both of those, the pros for both of those work for you. And it's just about being aware of when those cons come up, when that concrete thinking comes up. But yeah, in short, I think I'm in somewhere in between as well. Do yeah. you think people need to identify when setting their goals, whether they are uh, ego extrinsic driven or task orientated intrinsic motivation driven? Like, do you think they need to go like, yeah, no, I'm in between or I'm this or that, yin, yang? Well, I think it just helps, like we've already said, in dealing with failures. So mm. just having understanding of mm. where your mindset is going into a competition or going into a new goal with training, um, just so you know how to cope and handle with challenges and successes as they come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this might even be like a good one for like weight loss. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if like someone's trying to like, are they self like it task orientated intrinsic motivation to getting self-development and improving their weight loss over a long time or are they kind of like i need to lose 10 kilos by like two months or it's game over mm. i think mm, having fixed goals for example the weight loss is good but i think we also got to be aware of when we stop moving the goalposts. yeah um, and that's not necessarily or inherently a bad thing we just got to be conscious of that because if we get into that pattern of setting these fixed goals but constantly moving that fixed goal mm. to some way or an area that's unachievable or a bit unrealistic, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Mm. And that yeah. in itself can damage mindset going into future goals yeah. outside of the gym even. So when you go into um, contexts outside of sport, so workplaces or at home yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got on the notes here, Dave, that you were going to talk about like, different kinds of mindsets. So fixed and growth mindset, obviously moving away from 
I guess not moving away, but goal yeah. orientation was our first one. Now yeah. we've got the, a mindset. So w- explain to me what, what are the different mindsets so that we can experience? Before we go into them, I'm just going to get everyone to do a little task at home, your listeners. <laughs> um, so what I'm going to get you to do, we're going to ask four questions and I just want you to think to yourself like what your response would be to them. So one, my ability in sports or any other goal is something I cannot change. Two, I can learn a new sport, but I won't ever be good at it. Three, I can learn a new sport and get pretty good at it. Four, I can learn a new sport and get significantly good at it. So out of those four statements, if you found that you resonated with number one or two, it probably indicates that you're a fixed mindset. Um, So you're really already limiting yourself without trying. And if you resonated with three and four, it reflects that you have a growth mindset. So even though you don't have an innate ability or you might be at a certain level, you're open to learn and grow within that area. Mm. So we'll go into the two. We've already really touched, I think, on fixed mindset yeah. a little bit. We just haven't been naming it fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but fixed mindset is, you know, believing that you have a limit in your intelligence or ability and you can only achieve a fixed amount um, and you can't really do any better than what you've already got. Like where you are is the best that It'll you can do. Be. Yeah. So w- what gets someone to being, I know, is like clearly many other factors yeah. to what someone would get into a fixed mindset but are, are there like contributing factors that would lead them to being in a fixed mindset oh i think d mentioned one earlier is that success if you yeah. constantly experience success yeah. yeah you i guess be more likely to have that fixed mindset that success is me placing first every time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that and obviously going into childhood development <laughs> That plays a massive part in whether you've got a fixed or growth mindset because obviously we learn from our younger ages. So whatever you learn your younger, younger ages, you bring into adulthood and that's how you're going to relate to anything you do later in life. So the good news is if you're feeling stuck and you're in fixed mindset that you can change mm-hmm. and move over to a growth mindset, which is something that we're going to be discussing a bit later on. Yeah, so fixed mindsets just they're restricted by what they believe they are able to achieve. Able to do, yeah. yeah. So even like the belief of, you know, oh, I won't be good at that. So you've got that fear of failure. You never try. You ever actually know what you can achieve, mm. which is obviously something that happened to me back when I first competed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, you had that first failure mm. or fir- you just didn't place. Yeah. Like, it's not a failure at all. No. It's just you didn't get the result that you were intending or hoping to yeah. achieve. Yeah. And that had set you mm. back down into a yeah. fixed mindset where you didn't think you could get back on the stage again. No, yeah. And can I just mention as well that these are very sticky and hard to identify on your own. So oh, yeah. The importance of having a good team and coach around you to help you identify that yeah. is so important. That, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, when you talk about like, I think it's, it's interesting because we've obviously opened up the club and it's been so interesting watching people's personalities mm. or their mindsets change mm. since yeah. walking into mm. the club. 100%. And... I don't know if it's just a, a product, probably is a product of the environment that they're now in. Mm-hmm. But I found, I mean, I, you guys can let me know, I find people believe in themselves more now. Yeah. Being being in the club, mm-hmm. like, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, TK, you might not have experienced it as such um, since you went with me at the previous commercial gym, mm-hmm. but it was definitely restricted by the four walls that we were in there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like there's the roof's off. Like yep. you can just go as hard as you want to go. Yeah. Um, everyone's pushing you along, everyone believes in you. And I think that brings a lot of uh, people's mindsets in the right area. Mm. Absolutely. And I think we'll touch on this later, but I think thinking and having a mindset is one thing, but then acting that mindset is another thing. And what you're talking about there is having people around you 
that help you embody that mindset. Yes. Yeah. So what's the this other growth mindset day? Um, so obviously in the contrast, we believe that through discipline and dedication and our openness to learn that you can grow to an unlimited amount. Mm. So obviously, yes, there's going to be factors. Like some people are more talented or gifted than others, mm-hmm. naturally. We get that. Um, but if you have a goal and you want to achieve something, that if you really dedicate yourself, then you can reach that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, sorry, I was just reflecting on that question you asked, what contributes to that fixed mindset. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about this a bit early on, but personality plays a big yeah. um, factor in this. Um, so if you are someone who is more open to new experiences, I think naturally and inherently you'll be open to having that growth mindset or yeah. exploring through reflection mm. what other possibilities could be. Whereas yeah. if you are someone who might have what we call perfectionistic traits, yeah. you might be have you might have more fixed yeah. standards. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's interesting that just... I don't know for some reason that just clicked in my mind for mm. benching five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like it, it's, I don't know. That's so just it's the openness of it, right? Like mm. before, I was stuck in a. I don't know. Like I just didn't think mm. you could get better benching more than two or three times a week. Like it just wasn't going to. Nah, that's not how it's done. That's not the mm. science. And then obviously consulting friends and talking to other colleagues, it's like no, no, you, you can do that. Mm. So I think having the open mind is to actually mm. go. All right let's just apply it mm-hmm. let's see what happens so yeah i don't know why that got me and, and that's hard to do because you do have you yourself bring your own experience your own expertise to the situation you yourself are the expert in your life so you might think that doing a certain thing might not work but being open to a different option is the key there which you are in that situation yeah it's, it's that's an interesting one i think that's i think we see there are those and it sounds really bad but i think more so in the fitness industry, I see it all the time where there's two different people. There's fixed mindset people mm. and definitely growth mindset. I can mm. see mm. It. it. Like it's, And I think, like you said, there's a way to – there are people that would jump over. Mm. So there's people that would be fixed and then they might enter a growth mindset. Maybe they get stuck. I don't know. Can you get like mm. stuck in somewhere in a growth mindset and then just head down you a rabbit hole? You can always change, yeah. yeah. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe just re- reflecting on my own experience, I might have switched from a growth mindset to a fixed mindset. Yeah. Due to, I guess, if I'm thinking about recently, maybe through injury, I might have switched to a fixed mindset. Yeah, which is the whole purpose of today's podcast mm. is because we have members that have injuries or have face setbacks and it's like, how do I overcome this? Mm. So this is why we're discussing these two types of mindsets today, just so you've got an idea. So it's not bad to have either one, mm. um, but just being able to understand and how to make changes towards a growth mindset and keep moving forward. So how do, how do people start to put into place their change? That's a very full bottle question. Yeah. <laughs> got it's two, loaded. I got, two, I got two experts here. It's yeah. loaded. <laughs> We've got half an hour, so let's go. <laughs> let's do it. It's loaded. Um, I, well, do you want to start? Again, I, I, maybe this is the psych in me, but yeah. through reflection and talking through the process of the day in, day out, that's how you identify what mindset you're in for starters. Yeah. And if you can then go, okay, I'm in a fixed mindset. This isn't really helping my f- performance. It's actually turning the thing that I love yeah. into something that I hate. Yeah. Through that awareness, you can start to change. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it attitude, behavior, outcomes, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's that awareness that is that first key yeah. to initiating that process that you just talked about. Do yeah. you think that's the hardest part, though? Someone becoming self-aware on their current mindset? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it <laughs> depends. Well, it depends. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I was like, fuck. It just depends on the individual. This like, is it such a deep topic. On you, you're, you both your brains are about to spill out onto the table. <laughs> I'm still sitting here trying to drink a coffee. You're like, I don't know what's it going on. It depends on context. Mm-hmm. Well, so give, give, but, us a, give us a but context. But also, like, no, but hold on. But also, yes. like, <laughs> my mind's going crazy. I can't handle it. He's wigging out. It's all right. We've got time. But also, I lost my train of thought. We've got to come back to this. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, what was the question? Attitude, behaviours and outcome. Like, is it hard for someone to first become self-aware on their fixed mindset? Yeah, no, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I had it and I lost it. I definitely think so. Again, we are are the experts in our own life, but at the same time, we don't know what we don't know. So if we don't know Mm. the way that we're thinking is a fixed mindset, it's what we know. So, of course, you're not going to see it as a problem. Yeah. yeah. To so an extent. So how does someone become then self-aware mm-hmm. of that? What are the what are the kind of like let's say we've got someone mm-hmm. now listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, training's been pretty negative lately. Yep. Um, I've got a niggle. Like yep. something's not feeling good. Okay, I've got an example. I've got a client right now, his sumo's not going too well. Mm. All right. And I've told him it's probably how he's coming into the session as well, mm. because I know it's not a strength thing. Um yeah, he's walking around maybe a little bit uh, about the about sumo. So how can he become self-aware on his own mindset? That's so interesting because I really wanted to mention this particular client oh. as a, an example of a really good mindset and someone who embodies it. Yes, because normally this person is. Mm. Yes, 100, 150%. And so to this person, I'd ask, like, is the thing that you're doing, that you love doing, turning into something that's negative? Mm. And if that's the case, maybe that's the opportunity that the time you need to take away from what you're doing just to reflect on what's happening yeah remember that there isn't just one thing that's potentially happening there's probably a multifactorial a plethora plethora uh, which if we if we look into this person's lifestyle i'd say so 100 percent. yeah and that's that's 100 percent okay Uh, that's it It yeah beautifully said it is okay and it's okay to take that step back and accept that perhaps the next few weeks are going to be hard yeah, and the, uh, the hard thing with powerlifting, sorry, this is just my example with powerlifting itself, is there are three big lifts. Mm. So it's not like sprinting, where sprinting you've just got like 100 metres and you just get better at 100 metres. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's different. Like, it's there's I- every powerlifter I'm listening to this podcast who, are, yeah, I've always got one lift during a prep that's just not feeling right. Mm. TK, for you, it was recently your back squat. Yeah. Wasn't feeling good. Yeah. Um, for a long time for me, it was bench. Now bench is my best one. Now I'm trying to get deadlift back better. So it's, I think, with um with powerlifting as well, there's kind of always that one, and I think a hundred percent it's how we approach our mindset. Like we make, yep. make these other two so good every time we go. Oh, I love bench or I love squatting. It's so good. And then you get to deadlift, and you're like, yeah, uh, it becomes this thing of dread. Yeah, you yeah. just you end up sighing. Yeah. You drag your feet during the session, you know. And a big, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to then perform with that lift that might be lagging, and that just yeah. feeds into our I guess fixed mindset or that negative headspace leading up to that lift or when we set up to the bar to pull that sumo. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting because I sat down with this person in our example and I said, look, man, like, this is what I, I think's going on and mm-hmm. I'm open to hear your ideas as well. Mm. Like, maybe he has some suggestions and all that. And we came to a bit of a conclusion, so we're going we're gonna to run with that um, the next few weeks and see how that goes. But I think it was weird because I let him take it away for a couple mm-hmm. of days to think about. He's come back and he's already in a better mindset Perfect. about it. Perfect. Yeah. And that's the thing you... I guess this is something as psychologists or we do. We don't want to give the answers to the person. We might know the answers, but it's not our place to give it to them. It's more impactful if they can come to that answer themselves. 
Because that's something they can take away and apply over and over again. We give them the solution. They don't know how to apply that the next time around. Because in powerlifting, it's a long haul. There's going to be times where we feel like this, but we're in it for like 10 years plus. Yeah, it's that that growth and that self-development that keeps people in the sport. I mean, I look at this person we're giving on the example, and their deadlift in a year is already up like 30 kilos. Mm. Do that for another year. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's just ridiculous. So I think we forget also like when we get stuck into these sports and we start getting higher and higher up, we forget where we did come from. Straight up. Like how far we have progressed in maybe like a year, three mm. years, five years, you know? So maybe deep down we all have that fixed mindset. Maybe a hundred percent. Maybe we're all just stuck in the loop. Mm-hmm. We have this pseudo kind of, oh yeah, I'm intrinsically motivated, but. I yeah. Think, yeah, I think at the deep down of it, we all want to be better, stronger, lift yeah. heavier. But again, I talked about moving the goalpost. Yeah, You're right. We ref- we don't reflect enough and see where we came from. Yeah, I think I think that's a big thing. I try and sit down, especially with our athletes at Strength Club. Like, I'll try and sit down with them as often as we can and just say, "Hey, look, man. Like, this is when you're due for PBs. This is when you hit your last PBs. Like, and why are you feeling down about training? Mm. This is how far you've come." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh man, I." I didn't even realize. And I'm like, well, man, you just added 30 <laughs> kilos to this. Like, and you put in work. Like, and I think that's the thing. We put in work for such a long time. Mm. Um, the way I like to think of, I mean, this is the way I'd always thought of training. I thought of it like a degree. Yeah. I know it sounds weird and it had an out- outcome at the end, but you don't, you can get degrees on C's and <laughs> and whatnot. But at the end of the day, degrees take effort. They take time and they take, a, a lot of like self like intrinsic motivation to get completed mm-hmm. because if you don't have that you're just never going to do the work yeah and it takes years not necessarily <laughs> i disagree no i disagree well yes. the external motivation is to i don't know might be make your parents proud oh mm-hmm. if, if i don't true. finish this degree my parents are gonna hate me and that's an external motivator they so get, they get would you, no job would you enjoy that degree as much as that other person who was intrinsically motivated no mm-hmm. nah. But well, I that's guess my you, thoughts. No, but you know, you're right. And you still perhaps get the same outcome. Yeah. That process of getting the degree was perhaps more enjoyable. Yeah. Mm. So, so you still had the same outcome. You still yeah. got the degree. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it like, do we see this in sport? Like if we got two athletes, we've got athlete A and athlete B. And athlete B is that fixed mindset, ego driven, I want to win. But athlete A is also quite talented, mm-hmm. growth mindset, which one's actually going to enjoy the experience of getting to gold? I think it's a bit more complicated than that mm. because you might still, both athletes might achieve gold, but what's going to happen after that? Yeah. The next comp, the next prep. Yeah. Yeah. And when are they going to burn out? Yeah. Would, would we say that the athlete that's gone, the fixed mindset would burn out quicker potentially? Oh, it's just such a that's such a loaded question. It like is, but all, I want an answer. So <laughs> Give the man an, no, answer. Yeah, an no answer. answer. This is, is what happens when you come from exercise science. Everything is a, a yes and a no, and it depends. <laughs> there is no answer. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> nah, it just, yeah. I know saying it depends just is very like, uh, but it really does. It's so many factors, like on the individual and like in their life as well, it's not even just the sport itself. They could they could be having external factors in life going on or mm-hmm. relationships. There's so many factors that come into play that yeah. just really depends. So what happens when we are stuck and we don't know what to do? What if I am I am stuck? Like we had our example of our guy before. Um, what what happens when we are stuck? Patience. Patience. Talk Patience. to your coach. Trust the process. 
Well, can I just clarify? Because yeah. I've heard trust the process thrown out a, thrown yeah, out a lot. Can you maybe explain to me? Elaborate. Oh, oh no, but no, we're going to talk. <laughs> I've, got, no, I've got that as a note. <laughs> for I've anyone that doesn't <laughs> doesn't know this, TK so hate it is what it is as a quote. And we're going to touch on that uh, as well. Yeah, I've got I it as that. a note further down to touch yeah. on it because it's a great conversation. So we're, we're talking like, and you know what's interesting? The the can you like talk to your coach, like communication or, or be trusting in the process and all that. Those are actually values we have at the Strength Club. Yeah. Like we have those on the wall, like yeah. communication, ownership, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, what can someone do if they are stuck? Let's, let's well, go. We'll on. go back to TK's question about trusting the process. Yeah. Um. So I guess if you want to summarize it, it would really be the growth mindset. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, okay, this is where I am now, but this is not all that I can achieve. So you might feel like you're stuck. Um, oh shit, I didn't lose weight or I didn't hit this PB or whatever. But knowing that you can achieve more than that, but it takes time. It's that growth mindset that you need to work hard to achieve your goal. It doesn't come mm-hmm. easy, but you just need to be going step by step and trusting the process yeah. and then you get there. See, I really like that. Whereas in the past I've heard trust the process used as Trust what I'm giving you. Don't question it. Just do it to a T. Oh no, nah, yeah, yeah that's nah. not that's not a leader. No, like nah. that. That's a that's a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> no, straight <laughs> up. I agree. I agree. But that's an example of how I've heard it in the past. Similar to how a psychologist Can you knows the answers. Huh? Don't giggle. Similar to psychologist knows the answers but doesn't give them, so the client can. <laughs> guys they're laughing i can't yeah it's because we're i'm trying to be serious every time yeah, i get sorry, a good thought you. process i lose it because these fools keep fucking laughing anyway I can't wait for mindset 2.0 podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to talk it's just me and tk talking shit okay. third time lucky similar to the psychologist has the answers but they encourage the client or the yeah the client to figure it out on them own to grow their own now i can't even talk guys i need a coffee um, is how we are as personal trainers. Mm. We like we do know that. Well, we hope that we know the answers. We know the answers, but we like to get the clients to learn along the way, mm-hmm. so that they can. Even if they decided, you know what, I don't want to coach, get coaching anymore. I can go off onto my own and do this. Mm-hmm. That they're still able to do that. They grow lifelong skills training at Strength Club. Yeah, that's, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And we've had we've had people like there yeah. have been people where they're like, yeah, man, I'm I just not that interested in powerlifting anymore. That's cool, man. What are you interested in? Let's let's work on that. What do you what are you into? Like yeah. we've had people go to bouldering. Yeah. That's cool. Like and you know what? They're really into bouldering now. That's mm-hmm. cool. And I'm glad and you know what? I, I'm more proud to have been a part of the journey that they had within a, a sport that they had never even tried before. Mm-hmm. And we'd gotten to a really great level. We had a great experience. We made lifelong memories. And I hope they just experience that as well with the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Which which you can only want. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, that's, that's a really cool way of, of looking at it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So coming back to our discussion on like if you're feeling stuck, what you can do. Um, we've briefly touched on reflection. So a good one that I like to do is thinking back on a time in my life where I was faced with a challenge. And at that time, it feels like trash. It's overwhelming. You don't know how to handle it. You think that this is, this is the end. I'm finished. And then you realize once you come past that, that it wasn't actually that bad. Do you know what I mean? So I like to reflect on, okay, when was the time that felt really bad and was it as bad as what I thought it was at the time? So then that helps me get through what I'm currently going through, even though it feels like trash. And it's not to dismiss your emotions or your feelings. You should always acknowledge them and always reflect on how you're feeling. Um, But moving forward from that, okay, so this is how I feel. What can I do next? So one of my favorite quotes um, is by Viktor Frankl. 
And he guy. says, but huh? I love this guy. I love this guy too. He's a psychotherapist. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So to unpack that, pretty much we can have something occur and we can either get really shitty or, I don't know, as one example, really shitty, or we can be like, okay, sorry, TK, it is what it is, but (laughs) this is how I'm going to deal with it moving forward. Mm -hmm. So it's just stopping and before we respond to the situation, thinking about it and then making our response. Mm. What's your thoughts on that? It's interesting that you were talking about this quote, but you used it is what it is. Yeah, I know, it but okay, yeah. So this is okay, we're going to unpack this now. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna make sure two people don't bash each other on the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, referee. I, no, I because we, me and TK have had the discussion mm. before and about it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But my thing is just acknowledging that whatever you're faced with, mm-hmm. it is what it is. This is my situation, but this is how I'm going to move forward from said situation. It's not just it is what it is and just leaving it. It's absolutely. It's adapting yeah, from that absolutely. and yeah. changing that rather than just like, oh, okay, I failed. It is what it is. Finish. Yeah. See, I'm not going to ever try again. It's This is what it is. But to get past this failure or this challenge, mm-hmm. I know that I can take these steps, X, Y, Z, to Beautiful. get where I want to go in the future. Agreed. Yeah. That, that's Is that like an ownership thing though? It is. It's, it's an accountability, yeah. Yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Thing. It's and it's hard. It is hard. Ownership is very hard. It's so I think hard. that's a podcast. I think that's our it's next a, podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing in itself. Yeah. Um, Ownership to what though? Exactly. Everything. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like I think I think just own ownership of the, even the steps you've got to take to get to a goal. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you're going to coach, like this is the basic basic mm. level. Mm-hmm. If you're going to coach, hey man, I want to get ready for a state championship. Awesome. Okay, you need to enter this competition. You got to train. What? How many days can you train? You can train four days. Perfect. Let's do that. You're going to commit to that. You're going to mm-hmm. give me ownership that you're going to come in here four days a week. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you don't, and you're not the one communicating to your coach, and then you start going, it's the coach's fault or someone else or, or shoving blame, mm-hmm. you haven't taken ownership of the situation that you could control. Which step one was actually rocking up to train. Yeah. That's a very basic. I think outcome or, or uh, example i could give mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you reckon uh yeah i agree and, and that's just an example as you said podcast in itself but yeah an example of taking ownership yeah i think that'll be be our next one mm-hmm. um but yeah so guys let's just summarize some of those uh mindset dot points for our, for our listeners out there around the world probably just perf <laughs> but around the world what's uh d what, what is your summary on mindset and training um attitude behavior outcome attitude behavior outcome. full stop mm-hmm. through changing your thoughts you change your feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and if you change them that determines your behavior mm-hmm. and your behavior is what leads to your outcome mm-hmm. and it's just a big circle Absolutely. so just keep on keeping on um yeah. take time you know if you're feeling this is not so great stop and think about how you're going to react before you react mm. tk yeah. I guess my summary point would be mindset is what you bring to the physical act of whatever you're doing. So if in the context of sports, powerlifting for me, it's my, it's how I think about powerlifting. It's what I bring to it mentally. And that can be motivated by a lot of different things. There isn't one right thing. It could be something that's tangible, getting first place, or it could be something that's inside me, wanting to better myself. Um, and that 
can lead you to certain, I guess, mindsets of itself. So a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Just being aware of which one you might fall into and how that might impact how you rock up to training. Yeah, yeah. and I guess and the the aftermath mm. of, of training from there. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think if you can train your, your mind as much as you can train mm. your body, the long-term result is always going to be a good one. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think when we talk like... When, when we talk mindset, there's so much to like discuss. I mean, you two almost half lost me in that little discussion about it is what it is. Like I'm sitting here <laughs> like, man, it is what it is. Relax. Like, <laughs> that was just the surface. That was just yeah. the surface <laughs> of it is what it is. But I, um, I, I see it all the time. And I, I come back to a, like my own system is that I actually enjoy this. Like when I go to the gym and I train and I get do a comp or stuff like that, I actually really enjoy it. Mm. So I think, like you said, it's finding that enjoyment and making sure if you're not having enjoyment, what are you going to say? Can I just add? You're um, smiling. Yeah, I don't because like that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Ah, now there's another podcast yeah, for this. Look, I don't think we have time for it, but I, nah. think, I don't think you should rely on oh, no, no, I'm, motivation or that happiness day in, day out. It should be something you overall enjoy. Yes. But happiness, motivation on the day-to-day, it's not always going to be there. I might wake up 5 no, in the correct. morning and yeah. be like, I really don't feel like training today. What's going to get me there? Yeah, no, that was more so on the... S- no, I agree with that. That's a great yeah. podcast topic. That's a good one. Again, that's power of choice, but we'll come yeah. back to that. Yes, so. but I agree with that. But I think if I'm having that day, like mm. where I'm like, oh man, I just don't want to squat today. I'm The dog's woke me up in the middle of the night because he's a puppy and doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, I think I, I, I have to almost remember like, no, nah, hang on, man, this is your choice. And like, yeah. I actually really enjoy yeah. the the process of getting ready for this competition. Like I know how it's going to feel when I get there. Mm-hmm. I know how I feel developing my body and my mind to actually train. And I know yep. I, I no, you know, might not always feel better after training, yep. but I know long-term I do feel better. Yeah. And that's also based on past experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Dee was talking about, being able to zoom in and zoom out that perspective, mm. being able to see that, yeah, this is pretty tough, but zooming out and being like, I've dealt with this kind of toughness before. Yeah. I've been through this roll, roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, cool. Any other any other points for the listeners, guys? No, I think that's it for today. I think that I think that's it. TK, what are you watching at the moment? Uh, on Netflix. Yeah, Archive Eighty One. Archive Eighty One. Uh, yeah, we got to go nice, to that. Yeah, it's, it's good. Nice. It's good. It's enough thriller that I can get a bit, you know, anxious, but not too anxious that I can't fall asleep. Okay, cool. They yep. <laughs> don't like horror films. What What's something else you've watched recently? Have you watched June? I've watched June. What oh. did you think of June? I love the sound. Dee fell asleep. Um, oh, okay. Georgia fell. Shout out to Georgia. She fell asleep as you well. We're going to number two, just me and you. <laughs> Popcorn, yes. holding hands. The girls can, I don't know, stay Don't tell home. anyone. Don't tell anyone. Um, what did you think of June? You liked the score? Cinematography. I, it. I know you're going to play that for your next um, yeah, third so attempt deadlift. Yeah, we've got an idea to, to play uh, Paul's Dream. Um, with Mina and Cal lifting me up. Can I be on the drums? Yeah, and someone on the drums for sure. Minimum. No shirts. <laughs> no one's wearing shirts. Happy days. Um, I might not even wear my soft suit. I don't know. <laughs> DQ. Uh, me motivating clients. Me trying to show them how this is meant to lift. How yeah. to go nine for nine. Yeah, how to go nine <laughs> for nine. Just rock up half naked onto the platform. Um, yeah, no, I, I like June. Cinematography, screenplay, score. Mm. Really excited for number two. If you haven't seen June, guys, this is a sponsored ad by June. Go see him. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, I feel like we've got to like uh, like wrap up like a, you know, what you would change 
with your own mindset? Like, what what's something you would change? Oh, I don't know. I can't think of that right now. All right, we'll do that, that in the next podcast. That needs to be a reflection. Okay. No, go, go take <laughs> What would you change? I think for me personally, I know I just said being able to zoom out and zoom in, that perspective, it's definitely something I don't do enough. I think I get so entrenched with what's happening on the day-to-day that I'll lose track of how much progress I have made. And that progress can look very different. Today I squatted with Jacob and I was a 2 out of 10 pain. That is progress for me. And yeah. sometimes the number is is doesn't matter, but the number is just being able to see that, yeah, I was able to squat today without pain. That was amazing all right we'll come back to me and d on another one that's tk's for the next podcast that was good man i really never think about that one yeah anything this prep that you feel like mindset wise like hey i could work on that coming out of this podcast Mm. i think i could go more ego i want (laughs) to say no i was gonna say i don't want to say i've got a fixed mindset but right now there's nothing that i feel that i can change (laughs) 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 because because i I don't know. Oh, this that's growth to me. That's this like is what I'd like. Yeah. I don't know. So I do. Self awareness. Awareness is step one. So <laughs> knowing I'd that you're in a fixed mindset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I could probably sleep more. So that's not a mindset thing, but that'll probably help. <laughs> All right. All right, good guys. Chat, everybody. Great. <laughs> I just want to say a big thank you to TK. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast I today, man, and, and going out of your busy schedule with your PhD to come here and talk to us. I hope to have you on again. Maybe next time we'll do ownership as a whole topic. Mm. Cool, guys. Thanks for listening, and Thanks. we will see you soon. Bye.